0: Thanks to Issue for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and more. Get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code AppleBits. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. It is episode 264. We're getting closer. We're creeping closer to June 5th, where WWDC is coming up. But you know what? Of course, we have new stories. We've got stuff to talk about, everything from the 15-inch MacBook Air, Sometimes I Can't Talk, ios 17 watch os 10 so we've got some more details all around that and maybe some new earbuds coming out really really soon but before we get to that let's just get some orders of business first of all look you want to be a part of the show all you got to do is call in record a voice memo and set it into apple show at gmail.com that's AppleBits with a z your name where you're from what do you want to talk about your questions your concerns your criticisms, whatever you want to do, you throw it in there and I'll put you in the show. So just remember, record that voice memo, send along applebitsshow at gmail.com. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash tong is how you support all my content. And I'm so thankful for all of you who continue to do that. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to $5, which is like a cup of coffee per month. You got the 10 the 25 and the $100 platinum Apple level Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support, and it, what do you get from it? Well, you get early access to content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the podcast. You don't hear any of the ads, you just get right to it. So thanks again for supporting Patreon.com slash Brian Tong. Okay, everybody, let's get into the show, and we're going to start off right off the top with some new developments around the 15-inch MacBook Air. I guess we've been hearing about this, but now it finally... Looks and feels like it's becoming real because Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, who is basically dropping about 95% of all the latest stories and quite honestly has a killer track record that backs up a lot of what he has said in the in the past. So people really do take it as the word. Well, he is now saying, you know, we've heard the rumors. Of course, you're going to see iOS 17, Mac OS 14, watch OS 10, TV OS 17, iPad OS 17, We know Apple's Mixed Reality headset is expected to show up, but he now says that Apple is definitely planning to announce the 15-inch MacBook Air at WWDC. Previously, we had heard that maybe it's coming. It could be a possibility. It may or may not. He is now saying it is absolutely going to be a part of that mix of all those things that we see at WWDC. Now, we had the rumors that kind of started buzzing about a 15-inch MacBook. 15 inch MacBook Air back in what early 2021. And so we've gotten more information, it's gotten more clear. Even Ross Young, a display analyst, has talked about how the supply chain production of these larger displays has been going on for a while. So if you look at what the 15 inch MacBook Air, just to refresh you on what people are saying, has to offer, it'll still come with just a standard M2 chip. The M3s are not ready yet. That M2 chip will come in multiple GPU configurations. Reportedly, an 8-core GPU version and a 10-core GPU version. That's according to analyst Ming-Chi Kuo. No design changes, so expect to see the same form factor, which is a really clean, nice, thin form factor. Again, the biggest change is that its display size will go from 13 to 15 inches. It has the 1080p FaceTime camera. MagSafe 3 charging port. You're going to get two USB-C Thunderbolt 3 ports of course, the 3.5 millimeter headphone jack. You got the scissor switch uh, magic keyboard, touch ID on that corner for authorization of payments and passwords, and then the force touch trackpad. Color-wise, we're not expecting anything different. So that would be that midnight blue color that looks so juicy. Starlight, which I think is the classiest color of them all. And then you got space gray and silver. Those are expected to be the four colors for the new 15-inch macbook air that is expected to be announced at wwdc on june the 5th because monday is when the keynote happens there's also going to be a lot of other things happening there of course all the os's are going to get a refresh but the one that we're really looking kind of like zoning in and paying attention to which one might bring the most to the table will be watch os 10 now, German talks about how this new WatchOS 10, which is really going to be the biggest facelift we've seen for a while, will introduce an all new system of widgets for interacting with the Apple Watch. And think of it as it'll be really the central part of the new WatchOS 10 interface. If you look at something like there's this uh, watch face that's available right now, it's the Siri watch face where it's it shows you kind of different, it almost is like a scrolling Widget watch face that has weather. I think it has your heart rate. It has um Siri access. I think stocks is in there. There's a few things, but if you're familiar with that watch face, you can even play around with your Apple watch right now and check it out. The idea is that this kind of scrolling widgets would be layered on top of an Apple watch face that you pick, kind of reminiscent of that Siri watch face. Um, similar to kind of the widget stacks that you see in iOS and iPadOS that lets you pile, you know, widgets into one and kind of scroll through them as well. So remember, the original watchOS was all about, they always talked about glanceable information and widgets galore, but then they revamped in watchOS 4, completely really reorganized how the OS was for the watch. And that's when I really felt the Apple Watch and the Series 3 Apple Watch with watchOS 4 really came together. I'm not saying they're backtracking because we don't know exactly how they're going to present this, but I definitely do like the idea of widgets overlaid or with a swipe maybe accessible on top of the Apple Watch face that you have because quite honestly, I don't know how you all use your Apple Watch, but remember there was this time where they thought that maybe the Apple Watch would be used similarly to how the iPhone is. You get a lot of apps, you load them, but you know, whenever you clicked on that the uh, digital crown to get to the apps it's not the you know you kind of have you're always kind of looking like where where apps are the ones that i want you have to kind of look at the icons even if you could organize them in certain areas it still just wasn't the easiest to get to and i always find that the complications on an apple watch watch face were my way to jump in most of the apps i wanted i do have a lot of fitness apps so then i end up jumping over to the hit the digital crown to look at the apps but it's kind of cumbersome it's annoying i just wish that There were more watch faces that weren't overloaded with information, but still allowed me to put more complications on it so that I could jump to maybe eight apps really easily. But most of them, right, I have like my activity, the time, the date, heart rate, and then most of the time that's four right there and messages. Um, So, you know, I think that this new idea of a widget interface could be interesting. We're just going to have to see how they implement it. But I don't think they're going to be going back too far back where it feels like, oh, you're doing this wrong. And guess what? If they do, they can kind of go around and flip it and switch it and kind of get get us somewhere in between. But watchOS 10 is expected to be the biggest revamp because, quite honestly, the hardware itself, we're not expecting any big refreshes. We're not expecting any new sensors. We're not expecting any new major features. Maybe a little better battery life performance and a slightly faster processor. But other than that, nothing game-changing. We haven't heard anything remotely around maybe a possible second gen Apple Watch Ultra. I honestly don't think they need to do an Apple Watch Ultra until there's either new technology that is that's core to the device. Maybe something like emergency SOS is brought to the Apple Watch Ultra. The screen is great. The battery life for an Apple Watch, right? Got to do that disclaimer. The battery life for an Apple Watch, for me, still roughly around two and a half days is excellent, and so. I don't think they're going to all of a sudden be able to jump to three until they put in a truly next gen processor, a next gen display that is more power efficient and utilizes less energy and a big time health sensor that we've been waiting for that really kind of takes it up to that next level that makes it significant enough for us to upgrade. Cause you know, I, I've been using an, I mean, I used an Apple watch series four for the longest time until I went to a seven. So that was what, a four, a five, a six, seven. I basically didn't upgrade my Apple Watch for three years. And most people don't need to. I mean, in my reviews, I recommend the Apple Watch SE as the first place anyone should start. And if they think all those features and the design they are good with it, you're going to be fine with an Apple Watch SE for I would say 95% of the population really would just be fine with an Apple Watch SE. So that's why this idea of an ultra getting upgraded every year, to me, doesn't make sense. But we'll find out when we find out. I mean, Apple Watch stuff, that happens down in the fall. Now, we're going to stick with WWDC. We're going to stick here with software. And a new report says that iOS 17 will include a mood tracker and also a health app for iPad and also a new AI-based health coaching service that service would be coming sometime in 2024. So we've seen how Apple's really embraced the Apple Watch as a device that has a lot of sensors, can help with health, still doesn't have all the sensors we want. I mean, everyone is would love blood pressure. Everyone would love body mass. And those are available on other devices. But obviously, the biggest one would be to finally crack that nut around blood glucose monitoring, even alcohol blood level, uh, which was rumored in a potential sensor partner that they were going to use even as far back as a year. But it doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. So those are the game changing, you know, kind of sensors when it comes to health. But Apple has really been investing in health. That kind of the Apple Watch kind of became a gateway into focusing on more health features. So in iOS 17, the idea is that Apple would be bringing this mood tracker app to the table it would have you know like a a mood tracking function and even i guess you'd even call it like a, a new emotion tracker that's going to let you keep track of your mood answer questions about how you're feeling during the day look at results over time and then patterns will be established also in the future they're hoping that algorithms could be used to really determine a user's mood through things like their speech pattern what they've typed and other data, but Apple's going to start at least initially with this mood tracking. Uh, there were reports about a, a new journaling app that is separate from this, but this is kind of like a check-in. And this mood tracking function that Apple has in mind is for within the Health app in iOS 17. It is going to be separate from that kind of journaling app I talked about. But this journal, this journaling app, the second aspect of this, it's not a health feature, but kind of more of an extension of the Find My Service and other location features, which maybe it's more about talking about location you've been and your experiences, which is separate from this new mood tracking feature. I mean, you know, Apple's really focusing more on mental health and well-being. In addition to that, the health app itself is expected to get new features for managing vision conditions, like nearsightedness in iOS 17. And then we also know that Apple's AR VR headset is expected to come with some sort of software geared towards health, whether it's like a calm and meditation type app through Apple's AR VR headset, which is okay. That's interesting. Also, through the iPad, Apple's expected to bring a kind of a more expanded, larger layout for the health app. This would be actually the very first time the health app would come to the iPad and this is going to give you more screen real estate. You could see more health metrics, electrocardiogram results, maybe some of your prescriptions, uh, lab tests from doctors. But the goal here is right, Apple is, is really one of the leaders when it comes to health tech and just because they have such a broad audience and the way that they can integrate this easily will make it easier for everyone. But Apple's really trying to, you know, slowly but surely not only improve the popularity of this health app, but be able to get it adopted in more healthcare settings where tablets are already used, but really jump over and be like, okay, the iPad, the health app, our medical data and records are in there. It's easily streamlined to just get into their systems and have this kind of good back and forth. I mean, targeting the healthcare industry is a huge deal and would be another kind of revenue generator for them if they could start building that out. So I, I think it's smart. It's not the sexiest thing but health is wealth health is important and health is wealth because if they're able to sign and sell sign some deals sell more iPads that that results in money for Apple which is a good thing also in iOS 17 kind of some little tweaks bells and whistles Apple will reportedly add new features to the lock screen Apple Music and app library features now these are not officially confirmed yet But according to Weibo post, that was also responsible for cracking the nut on the launch of the iPhone 14 in yellow. So there's a little credibility here. The post itself uh, lists several potential iOS 17 features, including being able to change the lock screen font sizes. So you'll have options for that. There will even potentially be a button to share your custom lock screen designs with other iPhone users, if they're like, hey, I like that. And I'm like, hey, that's mine. No, <laughs> you know, sharing cool locks. It could even be a cool photo that, you know, you and your bae want to share together and you made a really cool layout. So I do like the idea of like sharing what are, I don't know, maybe you're airdropping your lock screen to someone that is within vicinity that you actually care about or authorize the use of that. Um, Apple Music lyrics are expected to be able to be viewed on the lock screen, I think that's really cool in iOS 17. Apple Music design changes will be a more cleaner, tighter, simplified interface. And then app library folders can be manually renamed to whatever you want. We are expecting a revamp of Control Center. We've talked about in the past where it's the 10-year anniversary of the first introduction of Control Center, which has largely remained unchanged for the most part. It's expected to get a new fresh coat of paint and maybe some new features and new completely new UI uh, features and bells and whistles. So we'll wait to see on that. And then another aspect that has been reported about iOS 17 is that flashlight brightness can be freely adjusted on something similar to the volume slider. Um, instead of kind of like that, the notch uh, ding, 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 when you change the brightness, Um, it'll have more of a, a slider feature reportedly coming to iowa 17 so hey we will wait and see but a lot of stuff really building up and shaking when it comes to wwdc which is now basically a month away so i'm excited i mean i know you're all excited this is we're finally going to get some new goodies so this is what what we've all been waiting for all right again let's give some thanks to issue for sponsoring this podcast because whether you work for yourself or you're part of a team Your brand has a lot to say. An issue helps you tell the world, puts new life into static content by transforming brochures, newsletters and catalogs, magazines and more from flat PDFs into interactive digital publications and social posts for your audience's Worldwide. Now give them content that's fun to read across every channel and on every device. Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials and magazines to catalogs and portfolios and so much more. Issue also works seamlessly with the tools that you already use and love like Canva. Dropbox, MailChimp, and InDesign. I mean, those are power apps. And for some of you solopreneurs and designers, all the way up to enterprise teams, anyone who wants to create and share engaging content that stands out in a matter of minutes, you want to do this. So you can start using Issue for free. Try it out. Explore premium features that offer a more customized experience. And as a content creator myself, just being able to, do just drag and drop a PDF and then be able to distribute it on other platforms just makes it really easy for me to use and streamlining anything means everything when it comes to all the work that I do. So get started with Issue today for free or sign up for an annual premium account and get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code AppleBits. That's ISSU dot com slash podcast and use the promo code AppleBits at checkout for your free starter account or 50% off an annual premium account. That is issue.com slash podcast with promo code APPLEBITS. All right, let's get into some new upcoming products like physical products. And yes, uh, everyone is loves their earbuds, their wireless earbuds, AirPods, Beats, Studio Buds. But what about a new release? Well, last month, uh, 9to5Mac had found images of, of an unreleased beat studio plus beat studio buds plus headphones in uh the ios 16.4 beta update if you aren't familiar the first gen beat studio buds those were released back in june of 2021 a really great option clean design uh more than above average sound i mean I'm, i can't say they sound as good as airpods pro 2 but they're really good and even the form factor is more appealing you don't have those stems that hang out but recently there's a listing for Beat Studio Buds Plus that went up on Amazon that revealed more features and details even a new transparent colorway kind of like the see-through to see all you know the nuts and bolts of the products, which is cool it it is definitely taking a cue from the aesthetic that um from the aesthetic of Nothing the company that is doing some really cool things and kind of just shaking up the aesthetics in the tech world which I love but this posting was taken down, but we still obviously have the details from it. So according to the Amazon listing, the Beat Studio Buds will feature 36 hours of battery life. It'll have the included, obviously, USB-C charging case, but that's an increase from 32 hours of the previous generation. Beat Studio Buds Plus also have a new audio design with three times larger microphones and a new venting system to improve air pressure. I remember the uh, AirPods Pro 2. That was one of the best features on it. The venting system, when I'm flying, the ear pressure is so much better and it regulates a lot better in general. Also, according to Beats, these new Studio Buds Plus earbuds will offer 1.6 times more active noise cancellation power than their predecessors and up to two times improved transparency mode. So across the board... If you're a Beats Studio Buds lover and there's a lot of people that align with the Beats brands and their products, you're going to love these things. Now, right now, from what we know, uh, I believe they're going to be available. At least the listing before it was taken down said that the Beats Studio Buds Plus will start shipping on May 18th and they will be priced retail at $169.95. The listing has been pulled from Amazon. So if you're going to try and find it, uh, you won't. Just search Beats Studio Buds Plus Plus on the interwebs and you'll find it but also it's like wait the plus isn't every streaming service have the plus after but now we got beat studio buds plus that i i don't i think they shouldn't should not do the plus i'm just saying the plus i mean it's like the plus sign but not the word plus when it's the plus sign that's typically what streaming services are doing but when it's the word plus like iphone 14 plus in the word it's like a product I guess, you know, Beats is the do thing, so they can do whatever they want. Also in future products, we talked about earlier, the Apple Watch and the latest report coming up from display analyst Ross Young is that the Apple Watch Ultra with the rumored new micro LED display has now been pushed to the second half of 2025. This device would offer, you know, better vibrancy, better colors. Even reports say it looks, it, the display itself is a lot thinner. So it it looks like the characters or the imagery is almost painted on top of the glass, not deep into the glass. If that makes sense. Uh, I think it makes, I think you know what I mean, but early reports said a potential micro led Apple watch would be coming maybe at the end of the year, but now we're looking at it being pushed out to 2025. And this is what I'm talking about. When you really got to come up with something compelling from a feature standpoint, hardware standpoint for me to really say, oh, an Apple Watch Ultra, let's get another one. I mean, I don't even wear mine on the daily. I, I it, That's just a personal thing. I love the Apple Watch Ultra. For the record, you watch my review, you know I absolutely love that thing. It's just that I don't wear it every day. So the Apple Watch Ultra is also expected to be the first Apple device period to adopt new micro led technology um, but is expected to bring this tech to the iphone and other devices in the future so this it is important for it to make it out there just from a purely a learning experience from them just to test out how does it work how you know how is the process to produce these and integrate them with apple products but they're going to start with the apple watch first and then move on to others now here's kind of a fun thing there was a survey that was put out where kind of just talking about getting a sense of the Apple Watch audience, and so a new report from Counterpoint Research recently highlighted the Apple Watch's success, and it found that Apple has the highest stickiness for any smartwatch brand. Now, the report highlights that almost eighty percent of iPhone owners who use a, who are using a smartwatch use an Apple Watch, so that's higher than Android users' loyalty to something like the Pixel Watch, where you got. of Android users who own a smartwatch own a Pixel Watch. 40% of Samsung smartphone users who own a smartwatch use a Samsung Galaxy Watch. Almost 80% of iPhone users who use a smartwatch use an Apple Watch. So if you use it now, really the numbers for most of these actual users who are using a watch typically has been settling, I think, around... 30-ish to 40%. Now, for a while, it was around 25, 30. But I know it's increased when we're talking about pure smartwatch ownership versus having a smartwatch or not, no matter what, you know, uh, phone you have. And Apple typically was a little higher on that 25, 30, 35% over the past few years. Um, I really, you know, until we get kind of the next end of the year research or numbers, we won't really know how much that has changed um Counterpoint survey revealed that 55% of respondents had purchased their smartwatch within the last year. 50% also said they plan to purchase a new model within the next year. And here's a telling one: 16% said they plan to upgrade within the next two years. So these smartwatches, not the most upgradable friendly, right? Right. Now, for Apple, the people that own an Apple Watch, 70% of users said they were very satisfied. And 82% of the respondents indicated that they wear their Apple Watch for those that own an Apple Watch every day. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm there too. But for me, it's Apple Watch, the new three nanometer generation processor, a new display, and a new, new health sensor. That's when we're saying, okay, okay, it's, I'm ready to really, really upgrade. That's when it's time to upgrade for someone like me. Um, Here's kind of a fun story if, I mean, it's not the funnest story, I shouldn't say that, but if you're in the New York area, this might apply to you because just recently, the New York Police Department, the NYPD, is encouraging New York car owners to install Apple AirTags, like to have one in their car in order to cut down on the recent uptick in car theft in the city. Now, this was sparked really by a TikTok video that showed how it was pretty easy to get access to hunt certain Hyundais and Kia cars. And in fact, in some areas, they've seen a 548% increase in stolen Hyundai and Kia vehicles. So on NYPD's chief of department Twitter, they released a promo video talking about and encouraging people um, to use AirTags and the Find My app to track the car if your car gets stolen because of the uptick in car theft. Isn't that wild? Now, they had a press conference about it um just over the weekend, and the New York City mayor, Eric Adams, said that the city is actually gonna provide. I mean, this feels like a modest number, but I know not everyone drives out of New York, they're gonna provide five hundred free air tags to car owners. And according to CBS News, the air tags are gonna be available to residents in the Castle Hill, Soundview, and Parkchester areas because those are the areas that have seen that 548% increase in stolen Hyundai and Kia vehicles. Want an AirTag? Live in those areas? Want to track your car? It's free! I mean, nothing beats free. Is anything really beat free, y'all? No, I didn't think so. And then just to kind of wrap everything up, just to uh, take a look back and just kind of say, oh, I remember when, because I legit remember when this happened. Um, It was recently the iTunes Music Store's 20th anniversary. 20 years as of April 28th of Apple launching the iTunes Music Store. At the time, you know, this is a totally different time. The music industry was struggling. There were all types of different tools. People were ripping their music um, and not buying their music. They were just taking them off of CDs, distributing them on the internet. You know, whether it was the evolution from Scour Media Agent, then there was Napster, then there was LimeWire. I mean, I don't know which one of you you all were there, but if you were there in that time, you knew. And so this is the this was recently the 20th anniversary. Though they had the whole slogan like just. Yes, 99 cents per song. And I'll tell you, as someone who's a content creator, as someone who understands the process, I once, I mean, this is years ago, but when I started working in the industry and actually getting a paycheck, as someone who created content, I always said to myself, I'm going to buy all my movies and I'm going to buy all my music because as someone who creates things, um, I would like that kind of that same the good juju and just good mojo of, you know, giving back to the people who create it. Even, yes, these large corporations get a cut from it, but I did buy my own movies. I was, I still buy my own movies, and I still buy Blu-rays because you get the best fidelity directly from the disc through a high-quality Blu-ray player on your nice, fancy-schmancy TV that you invested a lot in. Now, at launch, the iTunes Music Store offered over 200,000 songs You know, they had to sign specific labels, but the music labels were desperate for someone to come in. Apple swooped in, came in with iTunes. It was a huge success. And there's repercussions from the launch of the iTunes music store today because Apple was so successful that once they created this storefront, once they became the hub, you had the iPod, you just load your songs onto it. The music industry actually was like, wait, Apple's too strong. Apple's too dominant. So then the next evolution was everyone would think, oh, all these uh, movie, uh, TV show and movie studios, they did not want to give the rights for their content to be on iTunes because they didn't want the same thing that happened to the music industry where Apple became the major digital storefront for music. They didn't want that to be taken away from them. So they're very protective. You always heard about just a couple studios would have their content on iTunes and because not every show was there, not every movie was there. You are kind of like, eh, I'm not going to really go there for TV shows and movies, but I will go there for music because they signed all the major music students at the time, like Sony, Universal, and Warner. You got 30-second previews of any song. They had high-quality audio files at the time. It wasn't uncompressed audio, so don't come at me and say, it wasn't uncompressed. It was high-quality enough, um, and... (laughs) It was revolutionary. Like you could also burn an unlimited number of CDs from the music you bought or put it on iPods as well. So it it basically created and they made it so easy to download songs that it was like 99 cents. I'll do that. And I do remember the 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 first song I bought on iTunes. I had to check on it a long time ago because there was like a utility that said, you know, find out what was the first song you bought. And the first song I bought on iTunes was Drew Hill's Five Steps. <laughs> if you know the song, you know the song. That was the very first digital song that I bought ever on the iTunes Music Store. I'm damn proud of it. That That is such like a reminder of the era and the time. I mean, boy, I love my R&B. It fills my soul and it's like, Drew hill was the song that i bought so happy 20th anniversary i mean obviously the music models changed now it's all about music subscriptions that even changed that even took away revenue from apple's music store itself um so really itunes has been overshadowed completely over the past geez at least five plus ten years 10 years by subscription services spotify Title, you know Amazon Music. People are streaming their music and and subscribing to it mostly. I still, for artists that I really care about, I actually still buy their albums and their songs. I just, I don't know. I I want to support. I think it. I think it eventually comes back to me. So, and it makes me feel good about it. Honestly, <laughs> like as a content creator, it would just make me feel icky if I was literally just ripping or you know, I'm not down with that. I'm just not. It's just who I am. Maybe, is it a personal flaw? No, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for coming out and hanging out and being a part of it. I mean, I'm always grateful that you come back every week to hang out. And, you know, hopefully I can offer that kind of download of information. And you know what, as we get closer I know I keep on kind of saying, like, this is the lull, but we're building up. And then we got products to talk about, we'll bring in guests, uh, get our you know reaction, just have fun conversations back and forth. We will get back into that swing into the season because once June hits, it's like June, July, August is a breather, September, October, November, bang, bang, bang. It's going to get hot and heavy. All right, just again, before we go, big thanks to our Platinum Apples at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Freighter, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Seg, and Glenn Canellis. Thank you so much for all your support, and thank you to all of you who support my content at every level, any level. Um, I'm so blessed to be able to do this, and it's all because of you. So, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you soon. Same bad time, same bad channel. We'll see you next week. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.